1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Well, it's the series we've been waiting for, and uh, I think it's the one that defines the Black Cap season. They take on South Africa beginning this morning. First of two tests at Hagley Oval down there in It has been billed as two of the best Paced bowling attacks in world cricket going head to head. And who better to preview that than one of our very best, Kyle Mills, former black cap uh, seamer swing bowler, uh, who may or may not have relished those conditions down there this morning. Millsy, good morning to you.
0: Yeah, good morning, Smithy. How are you, mate? Been a while.
1: Oh, yeah, been a while, mate. Uh, been a while uh, since we've beaten South Africa, too, like never in a series. So, uh, going back to night, 1932. So, this is one. Uh, one little thing on the whiteboard, the Black Caps ha- have to tick off, uh, but it won't be easy. This is a very, very strong South African bowling attack, in particular.
0: Yeah, it is. Look, we've been deprived of um, of international cricket, haven't we? Sad in many, in many ways. We're at mid-February, and we get our first decent shot of an international team. Uh, and a South African team, to be honest, mate, I don't really know too much about. I, I know that fast bowling group are, are pretty good. I, I think Australia have the best fast bowling group in, in world cricket. They're outstanding. And then New Zealand are, are pretty close to that. Um, Rabat is a, a quality bowler. They've got this new kid, left arm tall bowler, Marco Jensen. He is very tall. I'm saying he's probably the same height as, uh, more like a Bruce Reid from your era, actually, Smithy. He's very much like Bruce Reid. He has good pace and carry. Their um, spinner, Maharaja, I think he, he's steady. And En-Gedi Go goes OK. I, I think we have a better uh, fast bowling group, to be honest. Um, their top order, uh, I think they're going to be a little bit like us, really. going to rely heavily on uh, a couple of their senior players. Dean Alga, the skipper, he's a, he's a tough, gritty customer. Um, He's leaped them pretty well since he's had the armband, Um, and I think they're going to be relying heavily on him. Markham's a quality player, but he hasn't got runs recently. Yes, they beat India um, not so long ago, uh, but he had a very poor series, but he's been one of those players, he marked as a an X-factor player to carry the South African team. And you sort of jump over to the other side with, with our top order. Um, I think, again, we're going to, to look for our most experienced players with no Ross there, uh, no Kane Williamson there. Well, who's next? What's well, Tom Latham and, and Henry Nichols. And I think Henry Nichols has to step up over the course of these next two weeks.
1: I agree. Uh, first time, 117 tests. Yeah, 117 tests. Either no Williamson or Taylor in the dressing room. So, yeah, and and Nichols has been given that opportunity at four. He's been waiting long enough uh, to get that opportunity. He's played pretty well against South Africa in the past, and he does have a habit of getting quite tough runs, but it's been just a little while for Henry.
0: It has been, and I think he, uh, he holds a few aces up his sleeve in the sense that he's got two test matches at his home venue. Now, he, he, and Tom Latham as well, they played the test matches against uh, Bangladesh here. Uh, it's a quick, um, bouncy, good, consistent pace wicket. Um, and they got 2 they're both Cantabrians. Uh, Cantabrians really tend to play well at, at their home venue as well. So I think uh, he's got a few aces on his side, so it's a great opportunity for him to take that number four position and uh, and really um, lead lead the top order.
1: So, uh, Melzi, you'll be able to tell us firsthand on this. It sounds... I'm not down there. Uh, it sounds like it's a bowl first pitch, so all eyes on the toss this morning. But there is a danger in that. I mean, if everyone talks about bowling first, okay, uh, it's, it's the preferred option. But then, of course, uh, you talk about having to use those conditions. So as a seamer, uh, as an opening bowler, new ball bowler, what, do you, what have you got to maintain uh, when you're given that opportunity?
0: Yeah, it's the weight of expectation sometimes, isn't it? If you win the toss and you, you get asked to bowl first and it falls on, uh, especially that first hour. And, and for me, I, I've of any test match, I love watching the first hour, Smithy. I think it's the best hour to watch. Um, so I'll be sitting back and trying to tune in um, this morning. Uh, with the, I, I find with, with foreigners coming to a place like Hagley, and it's like when a uh, foreign team goes to to the wacker for the first time, you can get carried away with the pace and the bounce and you tend to bowl a lot shorter because it's, Sometimes bowlers that they can get be be ego driven to see the ball carrying through to the keeper. Well they're wasted opportunities. And so if you do win the toss this morning and happen to to bowl first, you're still gonna have to bowl full. It's that um, it's not I'm not talking a driving length. Yes, you want the batters being, um, trying to hit the ball down the ground. It's that nickable defensive nick. That's what you're after. If you're bowling too short, and I can see in Marco Jensen, if he bowls early because he's quite tall, he gets good pace and carry, he may get carried away with the pace and the carry. So that's where the experience and the, and the skipper really need to drill into the bowlers. you still got to bowl that nice full length and ask the batsmen to hit down the ground.
1: Uh, OK, so the makeup of our side, Millsy, it's, um, I, I imagine... Uh, uh, Henry's a given, uh, I think. You know, he waits in the wings and then he delivers. Having said that, he's played two tests at Hagley Oval. He's got one for 227. So I wouldn't say it's a happy hunting ground for him. Uh, and then you've got the, the number seven slot, which is probably up in the air. Combination here, uh, would you go Rutherford to bolster the batting? Would you go Ravindra for a bit of variety? Or would you go back to Colin de Grandhomme?
0: Well, Colin de sort of been has come from the wilderness, hasn't he? He's had to pay a few injuries mm. over the last... 12 to 18 months and I kind of didn't really expect him to come into the squad to be honest because we haven't really had a much first class cricket here in New Zealand I guess he's been picked off for of his white ball form but we all know he's a he's a quality cricketer he can bat he can be destructive uh, he has a test entry so I think he can perform that batting role in that number seven without question and he does offer overs with the ball. Um, I, from memory, he got a six for against Pakistan at Hagley in the past. I, I, I believe he has, so he can certainly um, perform a, a role with the ball. And I think he's a better bowler than Daryl Mitchell. If you're going to, you know, looking for that fourth seamer, I think he offers more than Daryl Mitchell. Even though I think Daryl could do a job. Um, you know, they're into the wind, bowls and dot balls, bowls some maidens to give one of the fast bowlers a bit of a rest. Um, Bearing in mind, we're probably not going to go into the spinner. Um, I think they probably may go for uh, Colin to home just to to cover. It's an each-way bet, isn't it, Smithy, with with the bat and the ball. Yeah, it is.
1: It is indeed. So, okay, well, uh, that's your 11. Pretty well uh, done and dusted. No spin in this test. Um, This is South African side. I I, I watched uh, quite a bit of that series against uh, India. That was a low scoring series. I I think this might be as well.
0: Yeah, well, you look at the experience at the top of the order, and I I don't know. I didn't watch much of that Indian Test series. I actually don't know what to make of it because, let's not forget, 12 months ago, uh, India wiped Australia off the park in Australia. Let's be honest, in the the Test series. uh, Australia have been brilliant since at home, um, albeit against a very weak English side. I just didn't know what to make of that South African performance against India. I know India, they're tired cricketers. They play way too much international cricket, plus the domestic scene. Um, Were they tired over in South Africa, or... Uh, South Africa a better side than I possibly first thought of I know, I just know that South Africa rely heavily on, on a couple of players And if they don't perform, then you're quite right It, it could be a, a low-scoring series But it's a, it's a pretty decent test, test pitch down at, at Hagley it's, it's really consistent bounce throughout the whole test It doesn't offer a great deal of spin So you're not going to get a, a better chance for a, a top-order player To play uh, on, a, on a beautiful batting surface
1: No, you're not um... Uh, and it's, I, I think once you get in, I, I think it's, it's as we proved against uh, Bangladesh, we lost the toss and at the end of the day we're 351, which is an outstanding uh, return. So uh, sometimes looks can be deceiving when it comes to cricket pitches. Um, what about the form of Kyle Jameson at the moment? What, what are you seeing here?
0: Well, he actually got wickets on that last in that uh, test against Bangladesh at Hagley Oval. I know he got wickets in the second lens, Was it four or five? I can't quite remember. But uh, did you talk about the way of expectation? Has anyone started an international career in the way that Cole Jamison has? He's, he's been fantastic uh, with the ball. He, he's contributed with the bat. Now, it's, everyone's had a good look at him. Um, you know, this time 12 months ago, South Africa probably wouldn't have taken too much notice of, of, of Kyle, but I think now they'll be well and truly aware of his, of, of his capabilities. You, you, you hear this too a little bit in rugby as well, the second season blues, I guess. Um, the first 12 to 18 months, you know, people don't really know too much about you. Well, everyone in world cricket knows about Kyle now, so he's going to have to deal with that. The South African um, top quarter have done a lot of scouting on his strengths and weaknesses, uh, again, he's a, he's a bowler. I found that he was successful in those first 12 months, even though he's very tall, uh, he gets good pace and, and bouncing character to keep his, his bowl really full. He still looks to, to the three modes of dismissal in every ball bold, LBW, and court. And if you, you stick to that method, you really can't go too wrong.
1: Well, it uh, starts very shortly, actually. Though players, as we speak, will be doing their warm ups, etc., going through those routines, getting themselves uh, ready for that. Uh, just uh, before we let you go, the IPL auction has been it always throws up some interesting topics. Of course it's a uh, it's a subject dear to your heart as well. You've been heavily involved in the IPL. Lockie Ferguson, two million dollar boy.
0: Oh, imagine that, eh, Smithy. His shout, I would, I would yeah. say. Um Look, I think uh, I don't think he was on big money the last the last three years. Maybe two, three hundred thousand, that that's, that's pretty big money. I'll take that. But um, this is a big, big step up. And every time in the last two years he's had an opportunity over in the IPL, he's he's been destructive. You, you want your fast, your fast bowler who's an overseas player to have that X factor, and, and Lockie's got that. He bowls pace. He's got some good slower balls, and he can swing the ball. So after 24 deliveries that he's, he's going to have the bowl in the match over there, he's got a really good variety and skill set which can, um, can, can do the damage. And it's just great to see a, a New Zealand cricketer um, you know, we've seen it a couple of times in the last couple of years with old Kyle last year going for big money to direct to, to the rewards and the opportunity that they're given of playing in the, the, the biggest you know T20 competition in the world. And it's great. To, I hope it inspires lots of young cricketers in New Zealand. You know, this is what you can do. And they can uh, attract more people to our sports um, smithy. And I, I think that's great. And if they can see you know, New Zealanders earning that sort of money.
1: One of the interesting uh, things w- and a talking point, we've had a number of people have texted our, our show and said, why is a player of undoubted ability like Conway worth 10 percent of what Lockie Ferguson is, is worth? Now, you you as I say you are heavily invested in the IPL. You've been part of a, uh, you've played, but you've also been part of a coaching group, etc. Why uh, the difference in price when, given the opportunity, they're both match winners?
0: I think the owners over there and some of the coaches involved would not have seen too much of Devin Conway. Even though we, we have seen a lot of him, and we know what he can do, um, The unfortunately for us uh, here in New Zealand, our, our broadcast time of, of cricket being played shouldn't back up into India isn't the same as other countries around the world. So I think there's a fine cricketer in New Zealand that's missed out purely for time zone, and just not having that um, profile that some of these other players, especially from the Big Bash, which really grinds my wheel sometimes, Smithy. Get that opportunity over a New Zealand cricketer. And I think it's possibly the case here because we all know here in this part of the world that that a, he's a quality player. You can tell he's a team man, and the characteristics that you, that you like in any individual. So yeah, he's gone for unders, but hopefully he can go over and, and do the damage this time round, and, and, and next time round there's an auction he can go for bigger money.
1: Is it is it uh, a preference for um, a really really good? quick bowler or a quick bowling all-rounder over a, a batsman who just has that one string to his bow?
0: Uh, well, I think this would a, I think there has been a bit of a swing in the sense of the last couple of years that T20 cricket's kind of been focused around the, the top three in, in the order, the, the batters who can go out and do the damage, but I feel like there's been a swing. We've seen Cole go for big money, um, Pat Cummins go for big money, and he's gone by for the bowler who can come in and take mm-hmm. wickets because there's no better way to, to reduce the um, the run rate of an opposition team than taking a wicket. And so you kind of want that, that bowler who can come in and have the ability to um, be that wicket taker. So I look at Tim Southey's T20 record, I think Tim Southey's an excellent bowler in all conditions, on slow wickets and fast wickets, or if it's swinging, he's got great skill set, he's got experience, and you look at his record and it's really, really good. But since he's not seen as that quick bowler who has a X X factor, he, he goes... Overlooked, he gets overlooked simply on that skill set, whereas someone like Lockie, comes come runs in and bowls one fifty k an hour, who can bowl Yorkers at the end and see the wickets flying, mm-hmm. an overseas owner and an overseas coach see Lockie as a wicket taker. But you break the the stats down, well, Tim's record across all facets of the game is pretty decent. <laughs> but just because it's that yeah. person bowling one fifty k has more appeal.
1: Well, Mozy, great for the insight on the IPO, and uh, thanks for those. Uh, Comments, too, about the Test match, which is uh, not that far away from getting underway. Like you, very interested in what happens at the toss and the first hour with that new ball, just how that pitch uh, behaves. Hope you're backing a winner, mate. Uh, Thanks very much for your time. Good man, Smithy. Thanks, buddy.